Guest joining us on the show today. This one is big, no lie. I'm talking about the one and only Big Sleeves. <laughs> What's good, King? How you doing? Yo, man, I'm good, man. This is Rodney's way of the building, man. It's been amazing to be a part of. Um, Austin Kareem and the cast that have been involved with it. Man, that so, is huge. Number one since Friday, dude. Number one movie on Netflix since Friday. Dude, yeah, that's, that's Yeah, that's epic right there, man. That that's that's definitely epic. And um All Star Cast, man, too, like All Star Cast. But um, but before that yeah, though, before we just before we just okay. dive into it now, before we just dive into it now, we got a lot of we got a lot to cover on you, my brother. Like, because sure. you know, I, I ain't no to it. Beyond this right here, you know, and this is a, a major milestone, um, and a great, great film. But on top of that, though, what what's really impressive to me is all of the work and grind that you've been putting in over the years. You know what I'm saying, and and it and it's been a lot. So we got a lot to cover uh, for my listeners who um, new to Big Sleeps. Um, they gonna know. They gonna know today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what I say. If you don't know the face, you don't know the face. They ain't know the face. You don't know the face. Know the name, bro. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, uh, man, born in Toronto, Canada, man. Um, let's, mm-hmm. let's let's start there. Let's. Let's start there. Like, what what was it like? Um, what was your childhood like growing up? Cold. No, I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, Toronto was was one of those places where uh, you know it's like the New York of Canada, right? Right. So, but it's also a melting pot of um, just culture. So you see, there's a huge difference between like the color of somebody's skin, the way you see somebody because the color of their skin. Um, when I was growing up, I mean, things have changed. Um, I, I believe for the worst. Um, I, I don't understand like why people gotta judge each other just by that. Right. But Toronto's been always one of those places when I go back, I feel like, wow, I, I miss home. Like it's, 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 uh, it's a dope place. To be, you know, it's, the, it's, it's the, almost like the epicenter of the country. <laughs> right, right, it is. So, so, you know, um, and then I lived in Edmonton, Alberta. I went to high school out there. Um, but I went to New York after Toronto. I grew up in New York and Brooklyn. And then I went to, um, I got sent to Edmonton, you know, I remember the years of the Mike Tyson and, you know, every kid had a gun. <laughs> so I was telling to live my mom was like, yo, we got to get you. So I went to live with my auntie, who's like, like my favorite auntie, and I was her favorite nephew. I was at Edmonton, Alberta, and I mean, those of you don't know where that is, I didn't really know where it was either. But it was uh, <laughs> in the Midwest. <laughs> and they got the Edmonton Oilers, you know, so you know the Edmonton Oilers hockey team. That was um, that's where where um, that city is. Beautiful city, beautiful. So I grew up in high school. Then I moved to um, Vancouver, and um, then went back to Edmonton. And I was like, I don't know if I can cut on your show. I can't cut on your show. Ah, you good? Go ahead. 
Alright, so I went from um school back to Edmonton like fuck it's doing. Um how you how you going back minus thirty five? And I'm talking about Celsius. Uh, we like y'all might be like, Oh, that's not no I'm talking about C capital C O L D. Wow man. A F F. That's crazy. But yeah, so now I live in Vancouver, man. I live on the island, Vancouver Island, in Victoria, and I live in Vancouver. And I'm good, man. I'm the closest Seattle, so I get to see the Seahawks. And, but yeah. So, you know, now what's interesting is, like, um, I want to know, like, what kind of spawned you to want to get into the entertainment business? I mean, because was it something before that? Was it sports uh, that you might have had a passion for? Or has it always been um, some way, form, or fashion being in the entertainment business? Well, for me, it was, um, it was, I first started off with football because, I mean, I never really messed with music before that. So I started with football first. I was an offensive and defensive tackle. And, um, you know, I, I did, um, I think it was um, kickoff and punt return. Like, I never left the field. Like, wow. <laughs> I, was, I was seriously, you know what I mean? Like, I was, I think, 255 at like 15 years old. So, my first, my very first, like, um, during the game, I had six sacks for two touchdowns. Because homie just gave me the ball. He was tired of getting hit. What? Like, I had coaches, he ain't 15 and stuff, no goddamn way. He's not getting 15. You know, I was big, 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 big. So I want to see your player card in this paper. I felt like an immigrant, like literally a Canadian immigrant corner. Like, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> wow. Man. But, um, but yeah, it was, um, but that, and then I got into the music. It was just um, an MC, um, his name was AOK. He was like, oh, he was a white rapper. See, that was brand new to see that coming from New York. I was like, uh, you for real like yeah. okay and he had a radio show come on and um you know we just kind of um he just had a thing like you know what i mean he's like the, the white and the black thing you know what you mean he just yeah. had a thing with his uh his co-sign he's like i'm gonna sign right here bro i got that <laughs> and um yeah nah, you know what i'm saying it's just some of them we don't even see the skin tone you just kind of just like yo okay i get it he makes me feel comfortable right you know what i mean you know what I mean? Oh, he's talking about happy yourself, man? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Man. So, um, so he had a radio show, and I started back on with I wrote my first rhyme because I wanted to impress him. And he's like, you want that? And I was like, yeah. Like, Yo, you should keep writing. And I just kept that there. So it was music, and then I learned from music to um, managing um, artists and doing my own club nights and then deciding that go. I'm getting like a percent of the time, and I'm doing like 140 percent work. What if I work for myself and I do things for myself and did the past? But I love if I got 80 percent, that would be cool. Right, right. <laughs> so I, I know, right? Wouldn't it be? Transition. All the work. That's exactly how I But now, 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 sleep. Now, now, well, wait a minute. Now, before that, now, you know, <laughs> we, we can't. I, I just can't. I just can't let you just let you just speed through this, my brother, because. You know what I'm saying? You have you have done a lot of amazing things, man. Now we're gonna go back 
Right. A little bit. Right. Ooh, you so, open it up for major artists like Public Enemy, Ice T, mm-hmm. Naughty by Nature, Cool Keith, mm-hmm. man, Mastro, Usher. I mean, Ludacris. That's just a few names. You know, I don't want to breeze through that experience right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not nothing to just be like, oh yeah, you know. I mean, I, I just can't let you do that, man. Like this is major right here. Can we talk about yeah. that experience though? Yeah, I mean, I mean, from growing up in Brooklyn, you gotta understand like cats like um, Public Enemy and um, there's so many other artists that, that came along. I mean, I grew up listening to you know, from the LP and Rakim and you know, the Big Daddy Kane and EPMDs. You know what I mean? Right. Special Ed, like that. You yeah. know, so you know, you got. I mean, I was always one of those people that you know, I was like, okay, well. Not, I, I didn't feel like I was the greatest MC, but I was an MC that they had. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. And um, when I got those opportunities to do those live shows, I had a lot of experience from just, you know, um, being on the U.S. side. You know, I didn't come out corny. Yo, yo, yo my, my dude, we ain't getting past the first verse. Right, at all. Like, you get booed, you better charge a couple Heineken bottles. Like, you know, you might be hard, but you need to learn how to dance and play some sports and you got to dance some stuff lying in there. Right. Right? Right, right. <laughs> so, I went in with that confidence of, like, just understanding that, you know, your last performance is And to be able to open with Chuck D. And I remember when I went out, when I first uh, met Flavor Chuck, it was uh, uh Flavor Flav was running around the mall just being Flavor Flav. So, you know, he got to stay like a foot and a half beside him. You almost, as a matter of fact, it's almost like you got to, you, you, you're like social distancing from Flavor Flav. Right. 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 So we went and we all went back to soundtrack. And I don't know if Chuck E has like, like if he's psychic, a lot of people say he's psychic, but he knew my name before I introduced myself. What? I don't know. I was like, she's like, yeah, sweet. So I said, uh, how you know my name? He's like, I know. I know. And then this kid came out of nowhere for autographs. He knew that kid's name. I'm like, yo, this dude was in line back there. Nobody said Jonathan's coming in to get an autograph. Nobody said that. Right. And I was just like, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to take a deep breath. And he said, yo, just keep doing your thing. He literally looked at me and said, yo, um, he goes, yo, keep doing your thing with music, man. You're always going to be around music, but I see you doing bigger and better things. And, it was weird when he, when he said it, because I'm like, yo, who knows something? I don't, because apparently he does. Right. But, and then years later, I'm now, you know, I'm doing two other televisions, and I kind of walked with that as well. See, that's, like, that's um, what I'm saying, man. That's that's the part that, that's, that's amazing the first time to I me. Really? See, we get the exclusive, first time. man. That's what I'm talking about, man. The exclusive stuff. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know, that right there is, you know, it's, it's a lot of inspiration in that, you know, for a lot of, you know, people that may be feeling like giving up in the entertainment business because things don't just, it don't just happen overnight. I mean, this these things are happening over a period of time. And, and you know, can we, can we talk about um, any, any frustrating points in time um throughout your journey that um you know you may have thought about walking away from um from the business oh yeah i mean there's times where you know um i was like yo as an actor i need to you know you gotta stay working so 
you know, you think that the other thing is like, I'm going I'm to go get a job and I'm going to try to go, you know, get a job and just try to make more business. And I literally was just like, I'm, I'm, how do I get it in the industry? Right, the right. First thing. So I was like, um, I started doing background work. And even at that point, my homies was like, yo, we're doing this background work, you know, we need to come through. And uh, we, were, we were working on um, La La Wood, I think it was my first one with Martin Short and uh, Terry David Mulligan, he's like a Canadian icon on Type TV out here. And he was like, he, he knew me from just doing stuff like all the, like as I was coming up. And um, back then, I was from the music side, and he was just like, yo. Did we lose you? Ah, we lost him for a minute, y'all. He's gonna, uh, he's gonna hit us back up, y'all. Make sure y'all keep it locked. It's the Vibe Show, ninety seven point nine. It's crazy. Yeah. We got him back, man. We got him back on yeah, the one and only. Now, you know, you, you, you know, we were oh, also, here. What part did you hear? We, we, we were basically talking about oh, um, some of the things that you had went through uh, that may have had you in a space where you were thinking about um, giving up. Um, in the entertainment business, but, yeah. but what I, I wanted to, to to define for the listeners as well is um, when you say background work, I want to define that for them so they can understand. Background means extra work. Got you. It's like extra work. So uh, out here we call it background work. Now we call it, um, you know, you know, they always try to instead of saying like um, Afro Canadian colored, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, <laughs> that's crazy. So you know, we uh, as background work and extra doing extra work. Um, Terry Dave Mulligan, we were on Lala Wood. He introduced me to uh, Martin Short and told Martin Short, "Yo, this dude, could I call Terry? Yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm, I'm looking to trying to be an actor and so on and so forth." And he came up to Martin Short and was like, "Yo, he's gonna be the next big thing." And I was like, oh, yo, yo TDM, I, I, I didn't really mean it like that, like that, though. I mean, anyone can put me on the spot. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. Martin Short. Right, right, exactly. But, uh, but the crazy thing was, with three or four days into, like, we were on there for like three days, like at the same place. And every day, Martin Short saw me because of Terry Day's mother did that. She treated me a certain way. Right. And I got treated a certain way because Martin Short kept talking to me. Wow, okay, okay. Right? Right. And I'm an observer. When you grow up in Brooklyn, you know, you know, New York or whatever, you, you already know. Y'all already know this from, this from where y'all live. Like, you go into a restaurant, you know how many people's in there, you're back in towards the door, you know, and, about, like, and I'm just, I just know my surroundings. Right. And, and I started to see how I was being treated differently. Mm. And I was like, this is, it's not right. But how can I learn from this? So I, from that day, I started treating everybody the way I wanted to be treated. Um, part of it was, the hard part was, was like, how do I get to the next step? Because no one will help you. No one will help you get an agent. Nobody will help you do anything. Right. So I was frustrated going, man, I need to do this. And I just happened to be an extra one time, um, walking outside. 
and I looked over and I saw a white boy yelling at another white boy and I said, ooh, this gonna be entertaining. <laughs> so um, I walked over and the one guy, a white boy dude was firing everything. And I went over to the one of the uh, production assistants who I knew and I said, hey, what's going on over this? So I can't really talk about it, but it looks like he's probably getting fired. And uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. like, um, yeah, we're gonna need um, right, I started realizing yeah. that, you know, I can't go to acting school. Wow, man. Right? I can't go to acting school if I'm on set. Mm. So, so what I did was, okay. is I now started that's, that's to work right my way into... That's interesting. Yeah, because I, I tried to figure it out. Because you have to remember, I'm from Brooklyn, right? We, we figure out ways to survive. Right. You know what I mean? Like, coming from Brooklyn, you got to always, you know, that's your program. So how do I survive for the right. next day? Right. So my brain went, okay, if I get the job as the, the pad, or if I get the job, which is the training assistant director, or if I get the job as the key PA and I got to be close to the monitor, I flipped my way of thinking and started going, okay, I'm going to get them to pay me to learn how to be a better actor. Mm. So I would watch the monitors. I'd read that part and I would grab the side for what we were doing and I'd memorize what the, um, the actor, uh, male actor, was going to be saying. So I tried to memorize those lines, except exercise my brain to soak in dialogue. So I'd be mind acting while they were acting through the blocking, finding out the mistakes, writing down the notes, going like, "You got to be real quick, like this. You got to hold that anger to here." So I was for real. I was just learning and going like, "How can I switch this?" Because those long days make you want to quit a job just because they're just long and ugly, fifteen hours a day. 16 hours a day. Right, right. But when I mentally program myself to go, yo, I, I can learn from this. I can actually learn from this and get stuff that people can't pay for. Mm. And, I, and that was what it was at that point. I just figured, like, change my mentality. Nothing like that like, on the job. I'm at school and I'm getting paid to go to school. Right, right, right. Nothing like that on the, on, on the job experience right there. Yeah, that's dope. Mm -hmm. That's dope. So then, um, now, the difference, is it, is it a different feeling from you with uh, doing music and doing television and film? Is it is it a difference for you? At first it was because it was new, right? Because right. you could give me a mic and we go on stage and I was, I was just, I was normal. Like, you know, like, how y'all feeling? I could do that all. Like, I could do that in the drop of the time. Right. Right, but what I had to learn was is with film and television, I had to learn that that same the same things apply when you're reading your your, your line. It's a case. Mm. You know what I mean? If you sound like you're asking a question every time, ain't nobody believing that you're the character. Right, exactly. So if you write in bars and you listen to Dope MC, you listen to the Nas, the Jay Z, like you listen to all the people who are like like were your top ten or your top five, the Biggie, Fox, or their cadence always changed like they were having a conversation with you. Right. So I apply those same tools to when I'm when I'm like memorizing lines. 
because everyone's just not different. Right, right. And and I'm pretty sure that um, you know, learning learning um, the 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 different camera angles and and different things like mm-hmm. that. You got to look. You know, it's because it's be, you know because it's several cameras that's on set. You know, and it's it's look this way. Uh, you know, uh, uh, okay, we need you to face this way to look in this camera right here for this look, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but that's also you know you learn that though. Because, for instance, if, uh, you know, if you're in a two shot, that means the both of you are in the camera. Right. If it's over that person's shoulder, that's on your, your coverage. Gotcha. And then vice versa. But a lot of people, if the camera's not in about them and their coverage, you'll see um, until you start to learn. If the camera's not on you and you screw up a line, you don't need to stop. Just keep going because it's the other person's lines that they need in the camera to get out. They ain't even paid attention to your lines. <laughs> They'll take the stuff from your footage your that they got and do it. So people make that mistake a lot where they're like, ah, all right. And they're like, no, don't worry. No, 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 just keep going. It's how you lie. Right, right. Okay. So okay. You learn those kind of things. It, 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 becomes, uh, it becomes very um, valuable to you as an actor. It's the understanding of camera actors. And I went through that before, too. You know, I remember when I first started acting, I was whack. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, people are like, you good. But if I look back at it, I'm like, yo, you whack, cuz. Like, you know, this is something. Like. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That's crazy. First leading role, though, in um, True Justice. Let's talk about the difference in um, just um, being, being a leading person and um, just having a part. <laughs> well, being a, being a leading person is like you, you, you're almost coming in like you're one of the presidents, the president, the presidential treatment. Yeah. Like people be asking you things like, oh, Carmen, you didn't give a fuck about what I was me yesterday when I was a PA. Because that used to happen to me a lot. I was booked as a production assistant, and then I'm coming on the set as a lead right. or, or, or actor for the next couple of days on the same show that I'm actually picking up garbage and carrying the garbage spilling all over my press Air Force One. Ain't nobody cared about that. Right, right. They care about when I'm going to help my people out to try to help clear, clear garbage. You can't do that with the code. There's a difference in that sense. But then when you come in as a lead, you, you are in their, in their top four, in their top five, top six characters. It's very important for them, for you to be very comfortable. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, right. You know, it, it, it takes a toll uh, on, on, on a lot of other people, but it didn't take a toll on me because I'm like, oh, they're cold. Right, Yeah, you come from the bottom, and it's like, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm digging this. Right, but then, I, but then the other part of the side of me where I was brought up was like, nah, I can't find my own shoes. You know, somebody lip brushing you, you're like, okay, I guess that's your job. And I got in trouble because people were like, no, you have to understand, this is our job. If we don't do it, we look bad. And I'm like, I said, do thing. But I don't even like that. I like, I don't even, I like going for my own coffee. I like to do my own stuff. I like to kind of be social. Man, that's crazy. Wow. Now, yeah, uh, I was just about to ask you that. I was just about to ask you working with Steven, like, like what, what was he like? Um, Steven was Steven. Like, how you see him on there with that look, he gave everybody that same look. Come on. 
Yeah. Hey, Smokey, I don't even think you knew my first, my name was for the first, like, three, three months. He's a old man. Hey, Slurpee. He called me Slurpee. That's what it was. Hey, Slurpee. <laughs> uh, you ever heard shoot this scene? I said, it's Slurpee. He goes, that's what I said, man. And I was like, yo, I don't need no karate chops, no nothing. I was like, oh, right? my bad. I ain't hear that. I ain't hear that. Wow. But, um, yeah, he's... You know, I, I, I clown clowning season, but he was the one that gave me that belief in me for my first part. You know, that, that's real spirit. Being a fan of, like, Mark for Death, Love the Law, and all those other movies it is. And, um, you know, you got to look at uh, someone like himself who's done that, been there, done that. He can act a certain way. For me, I was learning how to act and how to act on set. So, right. you know. Shout out to Steven for that, man. talk about uh i want to talk about that like how how did that how did that come about that role for you uh well um it was um one of the things my agent called me and was like hey you know um i found something for you like her name is roxanne kinsman i keep telling i love it that i'm never leaving her. i'm never gonna have another agent that's something that y'all could quote me on that um she was talking to me um this role was basically, she always saw my comedy chops. She's always like, oh my God, I want to buy some Gucci. So after the, the, the steps of doing like um, Game Over Man and, you know, um, doing the Good Boy cameo and stuff like that, she's like, see, I knew that she did see it. I knew they see it. So she saw this come up and I went, um, I saw the, saw the lines of like, yo, this is dope. But I was very concerned with um, going to do it because I was a film liaison at the time. Right. When I'm not acting, I'm a film liaison, you know. So when I was like, I'm not gonna be able to go, then I called a friend and they were like, You just go, why don't you just go? Just go, just tell me to go. I'm like, 
Alright, so I called my boss and told him, yo, can I go? He just happened to be close around the property, but I just, I don't want to come back. So I went and came and I did the audition. And um, I, I originally um, auditioned for Orlando. Oh, really? And then I think they had me on hold. And then all of a sudden they came back and were like, hey, we want you to come back and audition for um, Rodney and Keith. And I'm like, well, what about Orlando? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And then my agent said, just go. It's with the office director. You know, obviously, they might be looking for somebody else in big change. I'm like, all right, I'll just go. So I kind of bummed about it at first. Right. I went, and then I literally auditioned with Steve, and then I auditioned for Rodney. So I played them two different ways. And then, um, actually, you know, a few days later, I heard that I do. And I was like, ah, you know, it would have been a smaller role. And I kind of really looked at it. I'm like, wait a minute. I just played two of And I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. They were like, right. we were thinking that we could. Uh, I said, no, 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 don't think. I'm, I'm good with you. Right, I'm, I'm good. good. With yeah. You. <laughs> wow, good. man. That is so dope. Vibe Show 97.9, man. We just vibing out with the one and only Big Sleeps, man. Y'all make sure y'all keep it locked. We coming back. We got some more stuff to talk about. It's the Vibe Show 97.9. Let's get to that Jimmy Benz running in place. Ooh. In the mix, it's a Vibe Show. 97.9. Catch a vibe. Now, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about that because was that always the plan for that to happen or how how did that come about? Um, well, funny thing is, is like um, out here in Vancouver, like you know, we joke around, like people call me there, like people other actors, other actors in Vancouver, your rank too, right? <laughs> right. So we just happened to, I swear to God, I'm not even lying. Um, and then I did a, I got a phone call and then um, my homegirl was like, yo, I got tickets for this boxing match. Um, so, um, the best for the time, like, and like that. I'm like, yeah, but, um, I got a bunch of people that I was, because I was supposed to go out with her to the drafting of that weekend. So I said, for me, I have to tickets for everybody. Just in case they say yes, I got them. Right, they right. say no, I'll just tell them that's my call. So, and I decided, decided because of the way that the schedule worked out that, you know, he wanted to go home and see his family. So he flew back, but then Mike Styles, myself, um, Jack, Jack, the production manager, and a bunch of us, we just went to the fight. And then we went to the after party. So at the after party, you know, we just seen me on the ship and throwing drinks. And I said, Michael, how's the rest of the community going? I was like, what we're doing. And he said, yo, I got to find a song for that music video scene that we got to do. And I was like, oh, I'm like, well, what's wrong? Because I had to do a song. I can, you know, licensing is one thing. And he started breaking it down to me. And I was like, yo, why are you doing all that? I was like, yo, you can call a song copy. I know how to break rhymes. I know I can script. I know the story for the movie, and then boom, Ron Rico leaves Ron Rico considered. Right. And he was like, huh. Hmm. Okay, I, I, let, me, let me get some thought and I'll pass it on. So that was Saturday by Monday evening or Tuesday. I think it was Monday evening or Tuesday. He had sent me, and I think they were sent me some beats or some stuff like similar to the Quiet Storm. I went to the first of the had, the beats was the fact that Michael said, I want you to spin it on this beat, and then we the beat goes to Bob. So that was by Wednesday, I had the demo, demoed it. By Thursday, it was approved. By Saturday, Ron Rico came in the studio and recorded it. And then about two and three, we were streaming it on set. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. 
Like that, that, another, another. It's like you always at the right place at the right time. Sleeps, man. Mm -hmm. Dope, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. That's dope. That's really, really dope. What's what's well, like? I um, I was you gotta, you gotta open your mouth. Right. Like if your if your gut tells you something like, "Hey, I, I could probably help you in this field." Right. Just say it. The most you gonna hear is no. I mean, exactly, exactly. A lot of people, a lot of people fear that though, man. Just the no. I mean, you gotta get a bunch of no's in order to get to the yes. Sometimes, you know. Yep. Yep. 100%. What's like? Um, What's like one of the um, defining moments, man? Like that—that that you would say that kind of led you into your career choice. You think because, like, right now, um, with you with you doing film, doing movies. Um, I mean, writing music. Like, wh where's Big Sleep's most comfortable at? Or there's no ceiling. Um, I like what I also write scripts and TV shows and stuff like that right. and I think because I don't like rhymes anymore like that writing scripts and looking at a platform where I can help my, my, my friends around me and people around me um like I said, I'm a people person. My mom's always said, like, I, it's in my bio, too, that my mom's always said, treat people the way you want to be treated. Right. You know, and um, I figured, you know, if I, could, if I could do something where I could work with my friends, am I really, like, working? No, I'm just, I'm making papers. I'm not really working, I'm making papers. Right, exactly. <laughs> See, that's the way you got to look at it. Right. So I feel more comfortable in the writing aspect of it and the acting aspect. I'm getting uh, a lot more comfortable with but I think if anything, what it is, it's like, I feel like from the writing aspect, if once that opportunity breaks where somebody actually can look and go, oh, wow, this is actually mad creative. It's the people he has around him. Right. It will be able to sustain something and you can give a bunch of other people opportunities in my people who know a lot and just kind of give them a chance. Yeah. I think that, that, that way it's going to make them more comfortable. Because giving to people I'm cool with. Right. Every day I put this. Right. I, I literally just went to, uh, you know, outside of the coronavirus, you know, um, you know, the house arrest, mandatory house arrest for everybody. Um, if I'm in a store, like I will buy somebody coffee. Right. If, if you're, if you're behind me, I'll, I'll pay for your coffee. If you're in the, like coming to grocery store, and then I'm like, oh snap, I forgot to do my good deed today. I'll pay for that person's groceries. Like, I'll, it doesn't matter. I mean, if I'm in Orlando, the in a restaurant, if you stand and I'll, I'll wait for you to order, and then as soon as you're about to pay, I'll just put my card and tap it or whatever, and I'll just pay for you. Right. You know, we wait till Christmas a lot of times to start doing good deeds for each other. You know, that could change a person's day. That's the smallest thing is a cost. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And it's funny you uh, you touched on that because I was going to ask you, um, you know, how, how has it um, impacted you as an actor? And, um, you know, I mean, but you, like I said, I, I, oh, it's murder me right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's murder me right now. I, I mean, we were supposed able, to go to the premiere and do all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So is that stuff going to kind of resume uh, if um, things, you know, once this apocalypse is over with or whatever? Um, is that going to resume? I believe so. I mean, you have to remember work. This is all new for us. This is so brand new for every single one of us. 
to be told like you can't even like you can't do something and you're like I'm a grown ass man out of here you tell me I can't go out my house right. how you gonna put me on punishment right like, right, like, excuse me? right, right like, exactly. but, <laughs> you know so you know, this is a, one of those things where we got to always remember, you know, and hold our heads that, you know, this is all brand new for us. So as the industry shuts down, I'm telling you, we will all find a way, or people will find a way to be 10 times more creative. We'll create more apps. We'll create something that this whole thing that's negative, that we will find some positives out of it, you know? And um, I think as the film industry, it's just being shut right down. You're finding so much more people just online to be creative and trying to be entertained, just entertaining themselves and other people. So, you know, and, and, and do I think that Coffee and Kareem would have a bit success without people being at home? Yes. Do I think that people being at home, being able to watch Coffee and Kareem and see what a masterpiece it is and how funny it is when we need to laugh right now? Everything happens for a reason. I think it would just it done just as good, you know what I mean? And have the same longevity. I, I believe it would have. Wow, but man. The cards come in our favor. What's, um, in three words, man, how, how would you describe yourself? <laughs> First one, I think I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second one, um, I think I, I, um, second one would say, um, I guess I'm, I'm pretty loyal, and, I, and like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm vulnerable. I mean, yes, I mean, I, I see that these are the three. Right. The three. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm... See, I struggle with that, see? Because I would say I'm a strong person, <laughs> but, you know, I like the vulnerability side. Yeah, because, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like the vulnerability side because... You know, if it wasn't for acting where I had to cry, I haven't cried at that point in probably two decades. Right. I got tears never froze out of my eyes since my boy died when I was 14. I'm sorry to hear that, man. You know what I'm saying? So, to be able to, to, to find those emotions and, and pull from them to cry, like, that's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's somebody who's looking hard and you're only seeing me doing the acting to act with us, like, I'm gonna get to start that shit crying. And it was um it was a Hostello. I had to do the scene with Testimona and so on and so forth and I'm first for you go do it. This goes back to being when I said being vulnerable and um, you know, it was an insecurity because I didn't want to do it because I didn't understand the dialect and I went to literally went to my acting coach and right now and I'm like yeah, bro. Uh, this is like white people dominant, so I can't do it. Uh, right. There's no way I can do it. Wow. And he says, "Okay, well, if you can't do it, then um, don't you don't you should be an actor and get out of my class." I'm like, "Yeah, I hate you." He said, "Yeah, but if you're not gonna be here, take your money back. Go. Right. If right. you're not gonna just put yourself and go." And that pissed me off, you know what I'm saying? We already know. That's what tells somebody on the basketball court that they, they whack. Right. Oh, yeah, I, 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 check the ball in. Check right, the ball in. Right, right, right. that's basically how it was. Wow. And man. I came out there crying, bro. Crying. It's the moment. It's the moment. And killed <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Man, my bad, bro. I watched four chips burn through it. I've been I'm studying him, bro. That's crazy, man. 
You think I was weak? She's probably caught my tongue with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, Lucas, uh, <laughs> look, um, let's uh, let's let's get some shout outs, man. Anybody you want to um, shout out? Family, friends, um, fans. Let's let's do some shout outs. Yeah. Um, I wanna I wanna shout out my whole my entire family for just being there, being supportive, and you know, um, supporting me throughout all these years. You know, because there's there always have been ups and downs, and there's always going to be ups and downs. But uh, they supported me through the times when I had a kidney transplant. Wow. And I decided I'm going back to work. And, and uh, you know, I got some close friends. My like, you know, my boy Chem Chamelis. He's just a homie. Big shout to like cats like Gonzalez, who um always was like, "Yo, make doing your thing, kill it." Malcolm Goodwin from I Zombie, like like Malcolm was like, if I go to LA, Malcolm and his wife Vanessa would always allow me a place to kind of stay on the couch and cat gave me a bedroom and do whatever like that was wow. the case you know wow yeah and so, there's a lot of people that say my agent well thank you man I love you to death like I love you for that and um, Ava at uh, KC Talent everybody over there like they believe me and the reason why I say that real quick because I know it's probably time to go the reason why I say that where I love Roxanne my agent is because um, I did Fear the Walking Dead. Right. And, I, and literally said, description was Asian American male. The only thing Asian about me is my eyes. And I just said to Roxanne, like, yo, if there's something, she goes, I don't say anything, man. I said, Rock, I go, just get me in the room. She got me in the room, I booked it. Wow. And, 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 and that's why I tell people, like, you have to get in there and show because you can change their mind. You know, because the, the thing was, I was supposed to tell them to a white cop as a black woman. I said, can I split the dialogue in between two people? So I split the person. So I split all those lines. So I'm like, there is no way no white cop is listening to a black dude talk this long and, 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 and breaking him down and like yelling at him like this. I'm like, there is Right. So, so let me switch this. So I did one half of the character as a white dude, the other half of the character as a black dude. And then it balanced it out because the way I would switch it was like, yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. How the white dude would be a little bit more calm and the white dude talking, saying this and that. And then it all kind of comes to shit. So the actual um, director saw that and he booked it. He booked me and then he booked another person. So I actually got my, my boy Darcy a job as well by just flipping it and they, they hired a Spanish and they made the cop agent. Crazy! Wow! Right. Man. So that's that's why I love it. That's somebody asking this and believing me. Right. Definitely that. I wanna um I wanna put your social platforms out there too. Let's let's put those platforms out there in ways that people can connect with you and um be able to keep up with everything that you have going on too. Okay, but well you can always follow me on Instagram at sleep with the S. Um, the B-I-G underscore F-L-E-T-S and you can follow me at Hollywood North Radio we do our radio show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and um, you know I'm on William Freaky Stewart on Facebook I got William Freaky Stewart fan page I got um, what else we got um, Twitter Big Sleep um, and then um Speak to one on something else, but anyway, you know, you just find me out there. I'm, and I'm, <laughs> I know, I'm right? very personable too, so I'm not like the dude that's just, just, just gonna be like, follow me, and I ain't gonna follow you back, right? Unless you only got like three
and apparently you have like 25 followers like I'm here, bro. right 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 still my, my, my identification thank you Absolutely, man, because you know the scams on an all-time level right now, man. They 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 going for the record right mm-hmm. now. They going for the record. Sleeps, man. Mm-hmm. Yo, I love your show, man. I love your show, man. I like this vibe on this show, man. Man, when you coming back, man? I was just about to ask you when when you coming back. You know, you got you got a lot of stuff going on, man. And I mean, um, I already know you got, um, you know, this stuff that's going on, and I don't even want to. I, I just know that in the future, I'm. And, and matter of fact, can you share anything with us that, but dang, you know, you just, it's hard to even ask that now because it's like, we don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, you of course. Know. I said, you know what? What am I going to do? Get in trouble for telling y'all about a project that's supposed to come out in the time that we're sitting at home? Right. You know what I mean? I, I'm not reckless, but I definitely give y'all as much information that I can. 100%. Oh, man, that's dope. That's dope. You know, we got we got I got another movie coming out. It looks like on Amazon in about three weeks. And uh, that one's called Torn, where I play a totally different character, where I actually play a father, where they age me a little bit. My, my hair is a little more gray. Um, uh, my son gets killed by a police officer, which you'll find out throughout this, the, um, the movie, where he's a covert racist and he doesn't realize it. And uh, it kind of reflects with a lot of the things that's happening right now in the U.S. Yeah, you know, a lot of times these cops are getting into a murder. Like, wow. You know what I mean? But a black man can't have a pocket full of, like, or can't have a dime sack in his pocket. Come on. You know what I mean? So, and that's so, called torn, you know, right? Shows. Yeah, it's called torn. Man. Yeah, so it just, uh, yeah, it just shows. It goes to show that, you know. That's you know, the good in everybody that's just asking about this. Well, look, when 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 that drops, yeah. you um, you going you gonna to come back through? Like that's you guys no brain. I already talked to yeah, Leslie about that. Man, I didn't, we, tell you, I didn't we, want that for you. I'm gonna tell you, I already told Leslie about that. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta definitely. Yeah. Uh, anything, we gotta definitely bro. Talk, anything. Yeah, I'll come it, back anytime. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I want to. I want to definitely. I want to get you on the. Um, get you on our music review show too, man. I want you to. Uh, we gotta set that up too. Yeah. Come and be a celebrity. Uh, Guest music reviewer and, and review some of this new music, man. We got coming through here, man, and give them your honest opinion and your uh, professional critique on that. that. Yeah, we gonna we gonna set that up too. I, I think that. that'll be super super dope because you got some real history in the game, man, and, and that type of uh, experience and, and advice and critique, man. They they would absolutely. I'm pretty sure that'd be something that they can really really appreciate and, and take with them, man. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm good with it, man. Now, um, before we get out of here, too, man, I want, uh, and you've been dropping nuggets, man, the whole way, too. Um, I always ask my guys, too, man, if, if um, just to drop some words of encouragement, man, with everything going on right now in the world and, and a lot of uh, people, careers kind of on hold and pause a little bit and people feeling low in spirit or whatever, man. Can you can you give them some encouraging, uplifting words, man? Any any type of boost? Well, 100%. Um, the key behind it is, is not to fall into that depression. The thing is behind it is, is to keep creating. These are the things that in these times are going to show you the, the, the way to actually to exercise the muscles of your craft of your craft. Be able to go out for the next time you're on set, you're not feeling nervous. You don't have those butterflies because you've been doing it online. People have been liking your stuff. Thousands of right. people have been liking it. So you'll be able to go out there and still feel like, okay, I'm doing it. 
that paycheck might not be coming in, but you have to remember, the only thing that people can see right now is you online. Right. So if you guys are back there and you follow certain people, they might they might come across your path. You know, you doing what you're doing. Um, it's all about keeping the faith, man, and just believing in yourself. Because, hey, and this is what I always say. You know what? Just sum up exactly what you're saying. If you're not happy, no one else around you is going to be happy. So right. you got to want to make it more for yourself than anybody else. You know what I mean? Right. No one's going to want to see you make it more than yourself. Absolutely, man. Sleeves, man, we wishing you, man, more blessings and more success with everything that you're doing, man. I think that you're just an incredible brother, man, multi-talented. And your spirit, man, you got a beautiful spirit, bro. Seriously. I appreciate it, man. Seriously, man. Keep on encouraging and touching and inspiring I'm like a fool, to be honest. Uh-huh. I'm just, I'm just like that. I'm just a fool, to be honest. I've been lucky to get away with the fact that people believe in what I'm doing. Right, <laughs> <laughs> man, it's the they one. Cook the song, they cook the song, we gonna eat, baby. We gonna eat. I can't believe they cooked the song. <laughs> <laughs> man, you, <wow>. man, <laughs> man, hey, man, we love you, man. We wishing you more blessings and more success with everything that you're doing, man. And you already know, man. You know this is the crib, man. You gotta come back on here anytime, man. Oh uh, yeah, Rob Show, man. One and only, it's Big Sleeps, man. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Y